Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. Stand by for news and stuff. I keep saying it every day, almost every moment of every day, things get more and more messed up. Talk about confusion, and we know who the author of confusion is. He's running around everywhere. It's a crazy mixed up world. My friend, you need to be saved today if you're not already, because God is in control of all of it. And to have yourself underneath his umbrella is the only way to live and die in America today, my friend. It is bizarre. Do all you want politically. Sure, pray and work and do those things. But I'm telling you, my friend, God is the source of everything. God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. And he's omnipresent. Yep, let's do it. Let's just lean solely on the Lord Jesus Christ in these hours. As you listen to today's news, think about that, my friend. What you're going to do? It's a crazy, mixed-up world, but God is absolutely in control. What in the world is going on? I mean, how concerned should I be? How concerned should you be? Whether or not Representative Kevin McCarthy from California gets the votes for House Speaker the renegade conservatives who are fighting to unseat him have succeeded in exposing really the corrupt legislative process and weak leadership that produced another massive spending bill loaded with liberal, left-leaning, loony, special interest projects like $3 million in taxpayer money for a queer museum. Well, actually, it's the LGBT queer museum. One House conservative who's emerged as an articulate spokesperson for the not-business-as-usual Republicans in the United States of America. They're so confusing to conservatives. How about you? Are you confused? Representative Chip Roy, who represents a stretch of ground there from Texas, ranging from their Austin to San Antonio, and a former chief of staff to Senator Ted Cruz, Roy is now a formidable force on his own, speaking out on behalf of grassroots conservatives against the D.C. swamp. It's still there. No congressman has been more forceful in decrying the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that no one even read, recently signed into law by Sleepy Joe, that won passage with the help of 18 nonsensical GOP senators and nine House members, and explaining how it all happened on the House floor and in media interviews, Roy has exposed how legislators are given bloated bills resulting from negotiations between advocates for defense spending and those legislative left-leaning loonies, liberals, as a fate accompli. Do you know what that is? A thing that has already happened or been decided before those affected hear about it, leaving them no choice but to accept it. Yeah, that's what it is. Fate accompli, with no opportunity to debate the final bill nor offer any amendments, and he says, we got to stop this nonsense. The American people are looking at this body and asking, how in the world can we pass $1.7 trillion in bills that are unpaid for and most people don't even understand? That's a good point, but it is the new America, a flood of evil. Where is my gun? And from politics to the, the Pope, I don't understand this one either. I barely remember Pope Benedict. Do you? I know he quit his job and 
That hadn't happened in a hundred years. Pope Francis joined tens of thousands, thousands and thousands of people bidding farewell to Benedict XVI at a mass Thursday for a dead pope presided over by a living one, ending unprecedented decades for the Catholic Church that was sparked by the German theologian's decision to quit the job. Bells tolled, and the crowd applauded as pallbearers carried the cypress coffin out of the fog-shrouded St. Peter's Basilica and placed it before the altar in the square outside. I mean, this is just... How sad. The Catholic Church and their great leader, people actually believe this stuff, and it's just hard for me to comprehend. Even before I became a Christian, I questioned all of this stuff. The Pope. My, oh my. You don't need a Pope. You don't need anyone between you and God. Don't call anyone Father. Oh, we could go into this for a long time. <sighs> More news right after this. People are saved the moment they trust Jesus Christ as Savior, right? And, and choose to follow Him. Right then, most Christians realize that they're going to dwell with the Lord forever in heaven. But many don't understand what they can expect for the remainder of their time here on earth right now. One benefit that's available immediately is a growing relationship with Christ. The Father's oneness with Jesus, John 10.30, illustrates the intimacy God wants with His children, you and me. He had this in mind at creation. A relationship with man is an avenue both for Him to express His love and for us to worship and understand our Maker. Provision is yet another blessing that's guaranteed for believers. While some hard times are inevitable, they're coming. God gives Christians everything necessary to follow Him, Philippians 4.19. And His grace will always prove more than sufficient, 2 Corinthians 12.9. And this is so bizarre, it just happens to be Canada, but it certainly could be the United States of America. Parents at Oakville Trafalgar High School in Canada are considering pursuing legal action to stop transgender teacher Kayla Mew, Lemieux from wearing Z-cup prosthetic breast into class. Rishi Badhu, an attorney and parent of a child at the school, spoke out about the issue saying teachers should be required to adhere to the same dress code as students. This is just insane. Parents asked the Halton District School Board to apply the same dress code to students and teachers alike, explicitly stating any exceptions to the code and allow parents to have a discussion. That's the problem. That's what we already talked about. In all of light, now, there's no discussion. Here's the way it is. You go along with it. I mean, this is just a, this woman looks like she's pregnant, but this is just insane. This woman's not a woman even. It is a crazy, demonic world in which you and I are living. Isn't it amazing? What has happened? Still trying to figure it out out there in Utah. Police said three adults, five minors, found dead inside of a home yesterday. Enoch Utah officials said in a press release that the eight individuals were found during a welfare check at the home, and each of them appeared to have sustained gunshot wounds. Officers checked the residence, found three adults, five minors, dead inside the home. At this time, we do not believe there is a threat to the public or there's any 
suspects at large. Well, maybe murder-suicide. Isn't that something? Some people still trying to figure out whether this is right or wrong. Talking about the arrest of that Idaho murder suspect, Brian Koberger. His arrest came after authorities matched DNA from the scene there, the crime scene, to a sample on a genealogy testing website that was submitted by a family member of his. There's where the thing gets a little sticky. Do they have to do this? They don't have to do this. People can opt out, but uh, one of the most familiar sites, Ancestry.com, of course. So there'll be more questions about this in the days ahead. Of course, this one comes from across the pond. King Charles pleaded with his boys, his warring sons, William and Henry, not to make his final years a misery. According to a leaked extract of the Duke of Sussex bombshell book coming out, it's going to split him forever. In a passage from Harry's highly anticipated autobiography, Spare, which has been leaked to the Guardian newspaper, the Duke recounts a meeting with his dad and brother after Prince Philip's funeral in April. In the tell-all memoir, which is set to be released early next week, he recalls Charles standing between himself and the heir, looking up at our flushed faces and asking them not to ruin his life. Oh, my, oh, my. What else is happening with the world's largest tech trade show called CES? It opens to the public today to show off weird and wacky and occasionally some useful new devices. More than 3,000 exhibitors and 100,000 attendees are expected to be in Las Vegas, Nevada this week for the event. Tries to bounce back from that pre-pandemic popularity. Before those 100,000 folks chug some booze on the strip, some of the things that are coming up that should be interesting, not your mom's birdhouse, smart bird feeder, bird buddy, uses a camera and artificial intelligence to identify the species of birds that perch on it. They say it should be a a big seller. Okay. Anti-snore pillow. A company has unveiled a pillow that detects snoring and then deploys little airbags to turn the sleeper's head until it's positioned so they no longer snore. I wonder how many wives will be buying that thing. It's also, of course, hooked up to a smartphone app for on-screen snore analysis. Hey, here's a self-driving stroller. A smart stroller is perfect for the boss baby on the way to the office. It has sensors that identify when there's a baby in the carriage and requires someone to be guiding it at those times. But the High-tech pram can self-brake, uses driver assist to, what? We're talking about a stroller here. And one of the big ones is for your bathroom, a potty analysis here. Uh, It collects and analyzes a small sample of your urine to monitor, well, everything from your vitamin C levels, ketones, other health indicators, all the things that you should be concerned about. Oh, yeah, I'm... We need that. Oh, this is a big one. Facebook, actually, Meta. European Union regulators fined Meta $414 million yesterday after ruling that the company illegally required Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp users there to opt into personalized ads. Uh, The company put these permissions in its terms of service agreement, meaning that if you wanted to use any of its platforms, you had to fork over your personal data. Can't do that. Finding him $414 million. 
How about this? Amazon going to impact everything around. 17,000 employees laid off, according to the Wall Street Journal, while Salesforce will lay off 10% of its staff as tech companies continue to scale back big time. Walgreens and CVS plan to offer abortion pills following an FDA rule change that allows them to be dispensed by pharmacies and not just by clinics. Still praying for that football player, the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hanlon, still in critical condition after collapsing on the field during the Buffalo Bills Monday night football game. But they say he is improving. And then there's this health news. Are you sure about this? Hunching can certainly be bad for your back, but the opposite is true, says Dr. Neil Annan, professor of orthopedic surgery and medical director of spine trauma at Cedars-Sinai Spine Center in L.A. Sitting up straight for too long without a break can be a strain. When you're sitting, keep your lower back supported and your legs uncrossed with your knees at a 90-degree angle and get up and stretch every 30 minutes. I'm going to do it. Let's do a couple of stories living in today's world. I love nurses. I married one. Two years ago, Liz Smith, director of nursing for the Franciscan Children's Hospital in Brighton, Massachusetts, was headed toward the elevator at work when she saw her. Yep, a tiny little girl with bright blue eyes and a single soft brown curl swept across her forehead. Who is this beautiful angel, she asked someone. Her name is Giselle. The infant, a ward of the state, had been at the hospital for five months, but Smith had never seen her before. She learned that this girl, eight months old, had been born premature at another hospital in July of 2016, weighing just under two pounds. She had all kinds of problems, and her mother was using cocaine and heroin and methadone, and, well, to make a long story short, it is so good. This nurse adopted the baby. I love this kid, and... She took her home. I discovered in my past that uh, alcohol made me do stupid things. Nothing quite as stupid as this, however. Two Arkansas men took turns shooting one another while wearing bulletproof vest. As detailed in a probable cause affidavit, Charles Ferris, 50, Christopher Hicks, 36, were drinking Sunday night rather heavily on the back deck of Ferris's residence. Well, they came up with this bright idea to shoot one another. Ferris, who was wearing a bulletproof vest, told Hicks to shoot him, according to the... So he took a twenty-two caliber rifle and, uh, oh my, yeah, they were both arrested. And finally, guess where this one came from? There ain't nothing that a bowl of soup beans with a slice of cornbread and an onion cannot heal. <laughs> That's Appalachian chicken soup for the soul. Oh, I've heard that one before. By the way, really good food down south, too. And how good is the church today? Where's my Bible? Life 101, right after this. Just joined us. This is Hello World, coming your way each day at this time on this Christian station. We are so grateful that they would just allow us to be on the air and share with you news, information, comment, devotion, thoughts of today. From a Christian perspective, there are so few programs out there like this today, even conservative ones that uh, kind of wishy-washy on the things of God. You have it all right here. I'm Greg Patton. I've pastored the same church for 35 years, the one I started in Fort Wayne, Indiana, called The Cross. By the way, if you're ever 
in the northeast part of the state. Stop by and see us, or if you know people here in Fort Wayne, tell them to come on by and see us one time. But again, thank you for the opportunity to be able to serve by giving you news, information, and comment. The program could go several hours a day if we incorporated everything, so we edit it down to things that we think are important to you, my friend. I want to say thank you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. I wonder who first got the idea that the church is just one step behind the world. Dr. Charles Stanley, former pastor, so many decades, the First Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia, made this comment. You know, every society is only one generation away from paganism. When I was first in revivalism, going from church to church, talking about radio and television and all the music, I said, really, the church is only 10 years behind the world, meaning that whatever's happening today will be happening in your church in 10 years. Every society, one generation from paganism. For this reason, parents and grandparents have an awesome responsibility, do we not, of passing down to the kids the biblical truths and the principles that have changed their lives? Stanley said, this is why I want to share what my grandfather taught me. Well, what did Grandpa teach you, Charles? He said when he graduated from high school at the age of 17, decided to visit Grandpa, whom I had seen only two times in my entire life. I wonder why that is. I had an entire week to spend at his home, and all I wanted to do was just listen to him. Everything he said, I drank it all in. He spoke to me. And the thing that impressed me above all else was hearing him say, Charles, you obey God. If God tells you to run your head through a brick wall, you head for the wall. And when you get there, God will put a hole in it for you. That's interesting. <laughs> he knew a lot about brick walls and how God made holes in them. He shared that his youthful passion had been to preach, but that his dream was blocked by a lack of education. With no schooling, he did not see how he would ever get started as a preacher. But he opened the Bible, got on his knees, and learned to read and preach by simply crying out to Almighty God for help. That's not simple, but that's the well, that's good advice. From that humble beginning, he started to minister, and the Lord opened opportunities. My grandfather eventually established numerous churches. That week of visiting and sharing with Grandpa taught me that when you really want to do God's will, he will move heaven and earth to show you the way. I've quoted for many years in my evangelistic and revival meetings and in my church, Charles Stanley saying that he's been in many conferences with those men with their earned doctorates and their honorary ones as well. And he said he would just soon go up into the mountains and listen to a preacher filled with the Holy Spirit of God who hasn't even graduated from high school. I often wondered why he said that. Maybe he got that message from Grandpa, Deuteronomy chapter 6. I don't know how long I've been this way, but I'm just fascinated by people from all walks of life. I used to even go to the mall a lot and Sharon would go shopping. I would just sit there and watch people. They just fascinate me. Seriously, I could do this for hours. In some instances, I just like to talk to people and, and find out who influenced their life. You know, in our desire to impact the people around us, we often look to an example of outstanding individuals who have positively influenced our own lives. 
Many of us have known men or women who created in our soul a deep hunger and a thirst to know God better. We sometimes wonder if we could have that kind of influence on other lives. And it is possible for each of us to be so effective. Don't you want to be? Serving the Lord Jesus Christ, one way is by simply speaking words of kindness to others. When you notice that someone is depressed or deeply troubled over some circumstance in his or her life, you right there have the opportunity to say, I just want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you. I'm here for you. I know that things look black right now, but I'm lifting you up in prayer. You're going to make it. It may not sound very eloquent, very profound, but if you can imagine yourself in that position, you'll get an idea of how meaningful such comments are. Another way to make a significant impact is through the church that you attend every week. Every week when you contribute to the ministry of Jesus Christ in that fellowship there, the Lord utilizes your offering in ways that you will never be able to measure. He knows how to multiply your gifts so that it goes much further than you ever realize. God intends for the circle of your impact to extend as far as the abilities and opportunities he's given you. Where do you begin? Right where you are. Start by brightening the corner where you live today. Let me ask you this. Why do you attend the church you attend? There are many ways to answer this, but let's focus on maybe two possibilities here. Most people go to church for one of two reasons. Either they're going there simply for the sake of going, or they're truly worshiping God when they go there to church. Sadly, some Sunday morning churchgoers start complaining before they ever get into the auditorium, the sanctuary. They may say, I don't like the music here. The instruments are too loud. When we enter God's house with that attitude, we're already setting ourselves up for defeat. You are what you think about, what you're saying. Worship is both reverent and exciting, is it not? Yet disagreement over what form of worship should take it to Worship is both reverent and exciting, or, or should be, and yet disagreement over what form worship should take is the source of many, many church conflicts. Too many people get caught up trying to say that worship is or is not this or that. We would do better to spend our time actually worshiping God, praising God. What does Scripture say? Or to shout joyfully to the Lord. Done that lately? And serve the Lord with gladness. Done that lately? Moreover, we're called to enter his gates with, there it is, thanksgiving, and his courts with praise, Psalm 100. Read the first four verses today. This means that we should enter into worship expecting something amazing to happen. When we put a defensive wall around our hearts and minds by grumbling about the service or the preaching, or we actually rob ourselves of the blessing of true worship. So here's an idea. Let's uh, do this. Take the time to truly prepare your heart for worship, praying about this thing. Don't rush into the sanctuary out of obligation or out of your regular habits. Rather, humbly step into the presence of God in God's house with a sincere appreciation for what he wants you to do in your life. And finally, I think I need more contact from the outside world. When I'm feeling down, and that happens every now and then, I, I just type, yo, Y-O, yo, are the best into the Google block, and it responds, I think you mean, you are the best. <laughs> I always feel much better with that message. 
That's it. That's another edition of Hello World for a Thursday. Trust you've had a good week so far. Join us on Facebook, Greg, <laughs> G-R-E-G, Patton, P-T-T-E-N. I mean, you can tell I really need a friend. Thank you and thank this Christian radio station for carrying the broadcast. Thanks once again for joining us today. As usual, had my say for another day, and that's the way it is. Thursday, January the 5th, 2023. God bless. Have a great day.